All right, how y'all doing, CT Squad? It's your boy, Mike. And your boy, Alex. And on today's episode, we're mainly talking about seltzers, real estate, brokerages, accountability, hooping, house music. It's a chill podcast, I'd say. It was. Yeah? Oh, yeah, and we had a special guest, Sean, over here. Say what's up. What's up? <laughs> what's up? It's so <laughs> chill. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. See y'all in there. Peace. Peace. Alright CT Squad, welcome to another episode of Couch Talks. If this is your first time listening to us, Couch Talks is a podcast series dedicated to the personal development of the Irish millennia. Your host Alex and I, as well as our various special guests, tackle developmental topics focused around the mental, social, spiritual, emotional, and physical elements of the average practitioner of self-improvement. There's some comedy and entertainment in the mix as well, so that sounds good to you. Uh, pull up a couch seat chair, grab a beer, and uh, let's talk. Before we get into it, we have ourselves a special yes, guest. Yes, we do. We have Miss yep. Shauna here, everybody. I met Shauna through, uh, what was it, uh, Facebook Messenger, actually. I remember she had sent me a, a message about uh, her being a real estate agent, uh, and I figured I'd reach out to her, uh, and I thought she'd be a very good candidate for this podcast. So, Shauna, why don't you introduce yourself to us, kind of give us a little bit of an intro on what it is that you're doing with yourself, and we'll get into this podcast. Okay. So I'm Shauna. I'm 24 years old. I don't like long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm a... I'm I'm a dead. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> but this is true. I hate... That sounds tiring. That my, sounds... Yeah, yeah, my feet hurt yeah. sand. Sand's yeah. deep. And it's awful. hot, too. Horrible. Who yeah. wants to do a uh, long... Yeah, of course. Burn my right. feet. And I hate sandals, yeah. so it just doesn't work. Fuck sand. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm your, uh, I'm your friendly local neighborhood real estate agent. Um, I like to sell houses. I like to help first-time homebuyers buy their houses. I like to play with a hula hoop and make really cool tricks out of it. And just have as much fun and be as nice as I can every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like she knows herself very well. It's like she just sums it very up. It's very intuitive. Yeah, yeah, I see it. That's, I my, see it. that's who I am. Okay. <laughs> that's very, I'm, very much emphasis on I hate walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it, just leads to, it just leads her whole, yeah, personal goal. As long as you avoid long walks on the beach, yeah, we're good. Like, I'll okay. look at the beach. I'll walk by yeah. the beach. I'm not walking on the beach. Yeah, fuck the beach. Exactly. No way. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. Sam, no. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, sir, I'll let you get into your favorite segment. Now you beaming over here. That you can't participate so, in, apparently. <laughs> we have used the famous now, Liquid like Courage yeah. segment. Uh, so I ended up buying, uh, at obviously, for the guest, I figured I would get the high noon. She did tell me Black Cherry was her favorite, so I did accommodate that. Uh, I am not allowed to drink, guys. I don't know what it is. I'm kind of on a little bit of a health kick. Dying. Uh, obviously, I quit smoking <laughs> marijuana. Now the drinking is coming to a minimum. And not only that, I have quit vaping as well, too. A whole so, new man over here. A whole gosh. new man. Wow. Dude, I feel like my soul is just Jeez. above me, just looking down on me and like, you know what? Good job, buddy. <laughs> just like You're that. doing good. <laughs> okay. You're doing okay. good for yourself. But uh, I figured I'd allow you guys to try it. Uh, high noon, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the better... Uh, you know, uh, seltzers, and the reason why is because it doesn't have, like, all that crazy sugar in it or whatever the fuck they put in those. Um, and for a four-pack, it was, <coughs> I think, over 12, $12. Shit, that's terrible. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we got worse on here price wise. So oh yeah, we had like we there was a four crazy. pack for like twenty nine dollars. That shit was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, um, it was like uh, like a stout, but it was uh, like twelve percent per pint. Felt like you just... I was actually fucked up off one can. Yeah, it was rough. It was ridiculous. That was rough. But you know, yeah. y'all try these seltzers out. You yeah. know, let me know what you think. Um, and I guess we'll go from there. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Fortunately, I cannot Cheers. participate. Yeah. yeah Since my taste buds happen to be the most uh, pronounced here. Uh-huh. That's I explain why, why your health is fucked. Is that, is that, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. I can't even complain. As, as for, for a seltzer, yeah. I like it. I hope we weren't yeah. supposed to wait to like open it together because I'm already like halfway done. Oh, no, you're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> you're good. You're good. It's, it's good. She's like, I've been enjoying it the whole time. I was like, I've been about. living my best yeah. life over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. I've actually never had a high noon, but this is actually pretty good, especially because it's vodka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people talk about it a lot. Like, I hear it from, I think, half the people down in the local bar, so I'm just like, oh, yeah. I guess it's good then. So, I don't know. Especially when they got flavors, too. Is black cherry or only flavor or do they nah they, they got yeah different flavors but uh-huh. uh i just figured i'd accommodate the guests usually black cherry is the best flavor out of the seltzers on all of the seltzers? personally oh yeah black cherry probably is the best flavor like black wow. raspberry whatever the flavor is usually that's the best flavor out of uh, all of them all the other ones are just butt cheeks like yeah. i want <laughs> even like it's not something i would pregame with now the black cherries definitely something i would pregame with Probably have about four or five before I get to the bar. Maybe have one or two <laughs> at the bar. Case. I feel like it's a <laughs> little bit case. cheaper yeah. to buy them in like the gas station or the grocery store, the liquor store, as opposed to going and paying six or seven dollars for one of them at the bar. Yeah, because that yeah. is how much them fuckers charge. You with your financial literacy, I see you, bro. All right. I agree with that, but it's also funny because I feel like a lot of people always say that the black cherry is the worst. They hate it. Or they're, like, sick of it, because that was, like, the one they love the most. And now they're like, oh, my God, you like black cherry? And I'm like, oh, you don't? That's fantastic, because I don't have to worry about you touching mine. That's true. We're These golden. are all mine. This is great, yeah. yeah. What's the uh, what's the main one? It wasn't Truly's. It was the... Uh, White Claws. White Claws. So, like... Ain't no laws when you're drinking the yeah. claws. <laughs> I'm saying, I know they got a shit ton of flavors, too. And I think they may have, like... Don't they make, like, extra hard White Claws now or something oh. like that? It's, like, a yeah, harder version. I think so. like the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the surges. The yeah, surges. They, yeah, surges. Yeah, them yeah, boys are like eight yeah. percent a piece. It's good. like, whoo. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You, yeah, I thought I'm disc golf. Man. You could have about six. Yeah, yeah we, we like to disc golf quite a bit. And our uh, buddy Alec of likes course, to uh, drink seltzers quite a bit. He so. is a seltzer. That's what he is. He is it a seltzer. He really is. Alec, shouting out to you, you fucking seltzer. He already knows. <laughs> He's like, shit, I He am. does. But yeah, disc golfing sick. If you want. You can bring your friends, whatever. We're all down for large groups of disc golfing. Hell yeah. It's a fucking sick sport. It's yeah. very big here in Michigan. I'm pretty sure it was actually created in Michigan. Ooh, is it? I think so. I believe disc golfing was originated oh. in Michigan. I'm pretty sure it's a Michigan sport. You got sport. nothing else better to Granted, do. Granted, it's everywhere now, but like, I'm pretty sure Michigan, it was one of the starting sports. Now, don't quote me on it, but uh, I think it was one of the starting states. People are just going to blow up the comments like, you fucked yeah. up. It's wrong. Yeah. It was Whatever. actually started in Idaho Guess somewhere. What? I'm like, oh, okay. All it's right. very big yeah. here in Michigan. Yeah. If you don't disc golf, you're a chump. Damn. Okay. Well, there goes the audience. Like, all right, well, that's about yeah. my time. Well, if you guys do go disc golfing, I have always wanted to, but I never have. Really? Never. And they have so many all along Heinz. I'll see it. Yeah. And I'll like see people doing it. And I'm like, mm, I wonder what it's like. It looks like fun. And I just never have done it. None of my friends are into it. 
Really? So, yeah. I don't no. come across that too often. At least for like, yeah. You would uh, think, yeah. yeah. Like I used to be a stoner, and that was all everybody did. Was, yeah, you would you know, see that yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that yeah. was the thing. It's like, oh, guys, we're gonna go get high. We're gonna go disc golf. But I just apparently didn't run into that crowd of stoners. I was wow. very neglected. There was, was the, like, the non-active stoners. That yeah. Were with. Okay. Like we're okay. gonna watch stupid TV shows yeah. and order just Buddy's chilling. Pizza or something. Sounds like, chill though. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But okay. I'm like, yeah. No. So if you guys do go disc golfing when it gets warmer, let me know. I would love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. See, sure. we're part of the crowd that's active. When you get high, I mean, granted, <laughs> I do not smoke the Mary Jane anymore, uh-huh. unfortunately. Uh-huh. It's a very you sad see him time. on the course with the smoke cloud following him, you know it's Alex. It's all good. It's all good. It's Alex, like you don't know him. But yeah, that, it's you know, definitely it's something that, like, you know, a lot of stoners would do. Then you'd have, you know, obviously a couple of drinks we'd be drinking as well. It's just a very chill vibe. You know, you're in the woods or whatever area you may be. Uh, the environment's always really chill, and everybody really enjoys one another. You kind of just bullshit, enjoy, and you're getting exercise in. You know, you're not, you know sitting on the couch with munchies and, you know, getting chubby out here. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, hell yeah. So, uh, Shauna, how'd you get into this uh, real estate game? Or what made you get into it, I guess? Well, growing up, I was, like, actually obsessed with house hunters. Okay. Like, that was, like, an activity me and my mom did. And, like, for fun, we would, like, drive through neighborhoods and we would look at houses. Um, and it was always kind of something that I had thought about and thought about. And I was like, whatever. Like, I was a server. And I loved serving. I loved people. I enjoyed doing it. So, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it was just kind of a thought. And then when the pandemic hit, obviously everybody in the restaurant industry lost their job. Um, and during that, I was like having a lot of like, oh God, like, you know, my job is just gone like that. Like a week before it happened, I was like, oh, whatever. It's just the flu, you know, it's going to be no big deal. And then I lost my job. And then when I went back to the restaurant industry, when like everything opened back up, I was kind of like, it would just seem different. Like everybody was, yeah, like everybody was angry and irritated and short. And I was doing so much more work for such little money. And so I was kind of like, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And then I actually, I'm still so embarrassed about it. I don't know why I get embarrassed when I get hurt. I fell at work and busted my ankle really, really bad. Like, I mean, I had MRIs and x-rays like I mean I was out for two months I was you fell fell yeah no and it was embarrassing so I was holding an ice bucket and it like flew everywhere and I was in the middle so and it was like a busy Thursday night everybody saw me fall and I wasn't even like concerned that I was hurt I was concerned that everybody just watched me fall and I was embarrassed I was in more pain by my embarrassment than my actual physical pain walk it off we're fine we're fine I I tried to get up to walk it off and that's when I was like Oh, so I scooted into a corner and I was like, sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry about the ice as I'm literally swelling. But so once I got hurt and I was out for so long, it kind of like made me realize I'm like, okay, I'm what was I was 23. I was like, okay, I'm 23. What just what happened? What do I do now? Like, you know, that's how easily my job just got taken from me, you know, and so. Somebody I was dating at the time had kind of like pushed me. He was like, you should just do real estate. You talk about it all the time. Like you should just do it. You should just do it. So I bought the class and I took it and um, I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And like I really started pursuing it. So like while I was injured, because I couldn't do anything, all I could do was literally sit there and watch TV and (laughs) like, you know. At least you were proactive. Yeah, yeah, I tried. Yeah. You know, but so yeah, no, I would sit there and I would work on it and I got through it. I ended up passing my exam on the first go, which like mad props because that exam was awful. (laughs) It was horrible. Not a chill exam at all. No, but it was an $80 test. So I was going to pass it on the first go. I'm not messing around. I'm not paying $160. (laughs) No way. I'm done. But then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But yeah, then that was it. I, you know, I got into real estate and I had a pretty rocky start. Um, I went with the wrong brokerage. 
and they gave me no success. They gave me no lead. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And then I switched to the place I'm at now. So I started in real estate in December of 2020, really in January, 2021. And until October, 2021 was when my career like actually started. Cause I knew what I was doing. I was in a place that was guiding me and teaching me and motivating me. And like, you know, just giving me an idea of how to actually do this. Cause my other place just kind of failed me. And ever since switching, I actually realized how much I loved real estate for a while there. I was like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I hate this. Like, why would I, why does anybody do this? But yeah, no, now it's like something I actually love to do. Like I love serving, but now it's like something I actually get really excited. Like, you know, when I get to go show a house, I'm so excited. I like learn all the facts about the house, like the neighborhood. And I'm so excited to go and like, just be so knowledgeable and just be like, so kick-ass at what I do. And no, it's, it's a really cool job. I really like it. I'm very happy. And I didn't think that I would ever actually push myself to do it. And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So how do you like, how do you pick? Like, cause you say you chose to run brokers to run the first time. So is that like common for like a lot of, uh, first time like real estate people? Like, it's just, you don't know what you kind of get until you get in there or like, I don't know. At least that was my experience. I feel like, you know, there is a lot of trial and error. Like I know some, one Alyssa, my friend Alyssa's dad is actually a realtor and me and him had been talking about it when I first started getting into it. And he was like, yeah, I went to, I've been through probably like, I think seven or eight different brokerages in my, in my time. Cause that's the thing is when you first start out, you're just like so optimistic, like people are going to come to you and you're going to just, they know you're an agent now and you're just going to make all this money. And so I feel like a lot of people do just go to the first place that accepts them because that's what I did. You know, I was so nervous. No one would want to hire a new agent. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a baby. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I did. I went with the first place that hired me. And I was just I thought, you know, I was learning because I would learn like little tidbits here and there. Or I'd sit in on a meeting and I didn't learn anything. So I definitely think if you're starting as a real estate agent, the biggest things you do need to look for in a brokerage is that they're going to actually give you guidance. Your broker is available to you. And that they're going to help you be a part of a team rather than like you're on your own. Because like you obviously work on your own as a real estate agent, you know, but being a part of a team of real estate agents that are willing to give you advice and motivation and like tips. And like I reach to people all the time. I'm like, hey, like, how would you do this? You know, I think it's really the biggest thing is that you need to find a place that is going to actually make you successful or give you the will to be successful. So I feel like I hear that like a a lot from just... uh but I guess from the real estate people who didn't decide to pursue it later on in their life, they're just like, yeah, I kind of just lost the momentum when I got like comfy in the spot that they were in and they didn't have that continual growth there or things just start becoming stagnant and they're just like, all right, well, what's happening here? And then yeah, it's like, just, what now? yeah, yeah. So no, it's definitely a key thing to know. I feel like it's highly important to recognize the things you need to elevate you in terms of what you're trying to reach. And it's like, all right, this isn't the place I got to leave. I got to go somewhere else. So. That's dope. Yeah, it took me a really long time to realize that because I was just like, oh, this is just how all brokerages are. And then actually a girl I work with named Alexis, she I saw her posting all the time on Instagram. And I mean, she's younger than me and she was just killing it. And I was like so jealous. I'm like, why are you doing so well? What am I not doing right? Like, how are you just so successful? And I was so envious. And so I actually... Yeah, Alexis oh, Sprinkle. Okay. okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. and she was just so successful. And I was just like, so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, how do you do it? You know, and she was like, come check out my brokerage. And then I went and I, we work at Elite. Um, and as soon as I went there and I talked to the broker and I just saw the environment, I was like, okay, this is really cool. And they immediately, as soon as I got hired, they threw me into this training program. They gave me all these sources, all these YouTube videos, all these things I needed to watch. They were like, this is really important for you. Like, this is good for you. And it did. It taught me so much. I learned more in that like week and a half, two week period than I did the entire first year I did real estate. Jeez. 
Imagine all those people that got stuck, like just chilling at your old brokers. They're like, fuck, they think that's it. And then it's like, you're, there's a whole nother brokerage that's like 10 times elevated above what you guys are doing. That's crazy. Yeah. And see, so she, <clears throat> she works uh, with TJ, which TJ is the owner of Elite. Um, and TJ is, you know, I, I'd say TJ is a pretty good guy. He's not the owner. He's not the owner. He's not the owner, really? No, he's like one of. He's either that or he's one of the top guys there. Yeah, it's it's that. The oh, so okay. I remember him telling me. Uh, so I actually dealt with TJ, right? Uh, this goes back to like when I was like 21 years old. So I had a friend that I had actually uh, wanted to go into uh, like real estate with. We were going to be flipping houses. We were going to be the guys who just, you buy the house and you fucking flip it. You know, so our company name, we named WTF. It was What the Flip. (laughs) So we were going to be flipping all these. (coughs) It was very catchy, very catchy. Like, it was like a name that we were like, essentially it was an inside joke for us, but it was going to be a name that, like, people were going to know, basically. Because it's, like, kind of cartoony, but it actually, like, makes sense with what's going on. Uh, So we ended up... uh, you know, he ended up, he inherited a lot of money when he was younger. And he bought this house. And we ended up, you know, I, I was busting my ass for like six months. I was working at night at a trucking company, going to school full time and having to work on this house. So we're talking, I'm working 16 hours a day, having two hours of sleep. And it was fucking like crazy. I don't even know how I did it. I just basically lived off energy drinks for that time being. Um, Yes, Red Bull for life. Yes, I am a Red Bull fan. I can't do Monster or any of that shit. Red Bull, regular flavor. It's my favorite. I love Red Bull. So basically, what ended up happening is, you know, over the time period, we ended up reaching out to... We had uh, TJ, because TJ actually helped my buddy buy his house. So he's like, okay, like, if we can't sell this by ourselves... We'll have TJ do it and get a little bit of a cut. So we ended up making like it was like well over two hundred grand on the house. Like <clears throat> we did it all up, did a lot of the projects ourselves for renovating the house, and uh, basically, uh, it came at a point where you know I then ended up becoming an electrician. And I was learning, like, different, like, trades and whatnot, so that obviously would have helped us out, but basically because my hours weren't 100%, like, consistent, the loan, uh, the loan brokerage basically would not allow me to give, uh, they wouldn't give me a, a loan, basically, for the house that we were trying to buy in Redford. So he was, like, at another business adventure that he really didn't tell me about, and he was starting to like spend money because like we basically put it into a business account. I'm like, okay, well, I have the business smarts. You have the money. So like basically that would work for both of us. So he ended up, he, he was supposed to owe me like $20,000, right? Did not pay me the $20,000 at all. Yeah, this is my partner. This is my partner. TJ, he obviously took his cut and whatnot, and he kind of just, you know, he said, well, if you guys need me or whatever, like I'm here, obviously. So <clears throat> then <clears throat> I ended up, you know, after all, it's like, you know, people are getting killed out here for like 20 grand. Like if you owe somebody 20 grand, like you're in some serious trouble, unfortunately. Um, but I actually had ended up taking the higher road. Um, 
And over that aspect, like, I kind of just learned that, like, you have to be very careful with who it is that you're doing business with. Uh, he's the type of person, like, as I started seeing, like, you know, a lot of his friends were, like, coming in and out of his life because I've seen he was, like, fucking them all over. And granted, this was, like, a very good friend of mine for, like, eight years. We're talking it was a long time. And then that friendship kind of just ended because it's like, dude, you owed me 20 grand. You never paid me the 20 grand. And like, for me, I was going to put all that 20 grand back into it. I was like, fuck it. Let's just, you know, I'm going 100% balls deep in this. Like, let's go. I'm I'm basically going to like, at, at the point I was like 21. And by 25, I was looking to be like damn near like a half a million dollars net worth. Yeah, because that's the biggest thing is real estate does make the most millionaires. That is a fact. Like whether you're in real estate or you buy and, you know, trade and invest in real estate, that's the biggest way most people become millionaires. And they do. You have to start small. You do. You have to get like, you know, live in your house. Like you buy a house, you live there for two, three years, you build up enough equity, you might take out a second loan on that, and then you rent it out, and then you get another house. So now you have a rental property and then you rinse and repeat and you rinse and repeat, or you can just keep saving up money and then buy, you know, a little property here and there. So it's definitely like, I mean, no one's just going out and buying like a six figure building real quick. Like, so anyway, yeah, here, my father's Donald Trump. I don't know if you knew, but I just have millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> let out me just, pocket. Let just, me just eh, pull this out really yeah, quick. Pocket lens. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. pocket money. But yeah, no, it definitely, it is. It really is. But yeah. I definitely, um. Your friend sucks, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole phase. It was a whole phase. I mean, I had to actually, like, be a man and walk away from that. In terms of real estate, like, what do you think, like, continues to, like, keep keep you going? Because I know you're not making money, like, 24-7. You obviously have, like, your down periods and whatever else. So, like, through those really, like, heart patches, like, what motivates you to keep doing real estate? Knowing that if I keep stopping and I let it stop. That's it. That's the end of it. Cause I've read, I've, I'm reading a bunch of real estate books right now. And it said, if you don't have any clients, you're unemployed. So if you're not working towards anything, you're unemployed because you're not going to make any money. So whenever, you know, if I'm like, okay, I don't have any clients. I don't know anybody that's going to be looking to buy. The first thing I do is I will start calling expired listings, which those ones are hard because they're like really mean sometimes. And it's like, you know, I'm still working on my thick skin. You would think after being in the restaurant industry for so year, so many years, I'd be like, oh yeah, you can't hurt the me. ice fall into it? Is it yeah. shouldn't help? Okay. Yeah, you think, yeah, no, they yell at me and I'm like yeah. trying to not cry before oh, I make damn. the next phone call. I'm like, they're like, get a nice one to call me today. Quit calling. And I'm like... Jeez. Damn. Yeah. My God. I have cried once or twice. But yeah, no. So I'll call expired listings or I'll like add people on Facebook and I'll just message them like, hey, just so you know, I'm a real estate agent. That's how we, uh, me and Alex connected was I was literally just like, hey, here's my business card. If you know anybody looking to buy or sell, think of me, send them my way, be happy to help them. So it's just like, that's just what for me, it's like, as long as I am networking or I'm trying to better my business, I'm still employed because I'm still working and I'm still trying. So it really is like, the motivation for me at the end of the day is I want my cat to have a really, really nice life. <laughs> she deserves fresh tuna every day. I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't ready. She's serious, too. She's like, yeah, my cat's my world. Fuck it. She's getting fresh tuna. None of that canned shit. Fuck that. No, absolutely like, yeah, not. Go to the market. Get yeah, fresh tuna. Coming with slabs. Like, all right. Absolutely. Bam. No, I feel you. That's what's up, though. So, um, yeah, in terms of... Uh, so how did you, uh, I know you mentioned a lot of networking online and stuff and finding out information and stuff that way. Is that how you and uh, Alexis, or you got in, involved with that broker? Or how did you find that broker? Like, how did this happen to be a coincidence? Or? I think she had sold a friend of a friend's sister. Yeah, this girl named Kayla. She had sold um, 
my ex-boyfriend's best friend's little sister. Holy hell. Okay. Yeah, it was like yeah. a process. Because yeah. I saw it and I was kind of like, I wonder why they didn't call me. And then so I started following Alexis. And I would just see like every, it felt like every other day she'd be like, oh, you know, closing or, oh, you know, going to a listing. And I was just like amazed because I'm sitting over here like, all right, I'm waiting for uh, something to fall into my lap and make my life easier. Like, hello, yeah. clients. But no, so she was just going, she was just going crazy with it. So I did. I connected through with her through social media. Yeah. Social that takes media. a lot. Cause I know a lot of people kind of st- stay stuck in that state. They're like, all right, I'll just continue waiting. And then, you know. If it's supposed to be for me, it'll be for me, you know, come. But it's like you're stuck waiting and then years go by. And it's like mm-hmm. I feel like that social dynamic is really important for real estate. Yeah. <clears throat> About being a real estate agent is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like constant growth. You got to be yeah, yeah. comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that uh, I really like. I, I'm the type of person, actually, wherever I walk in and I just, you know, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Like, the other day, I went to uh, my girlfriend's restaurant that she works at. She works at Shangri-La in Detroit. It's like a Chinese restaurant. So I get down there, and, you know, I'm the only one eating. Obviously, my girlfriend's serving me, and I see two people who are sitting down. And I hear them talking about music, and both of them are DJs, right? So the one girl's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to be at Charivari this year, which oh, is like... Charivari is amazing. So her name is uh, like DJ Holographic or whatever. You know her? Her name's Ariel. So I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, like I really fuck with music. And I'm like, the fact that you make Detroit house music is super cool. I'm like, I've been to Charivari, yada, yada. I've done it. And then she actually had a, a buddy who is named Brandon Lucas, who's from Los Angeles. And he makes music as well, too. Like, house, like, DJ-type music and whatnot. So I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to them. And then there's a girl who is also talking to them who makes, like, custom clothing and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, hey, like, I have a podcast. Like, you know, this is definitely something that, like, we could work on together, like, if you wanted to come and talk. Or if I want to bring business your way and have you make me some shirts or some clothing. Whatever it is. And, like, my girlfriend was just kind of just watching me, and she's like, wow, you're so good at networking. Like, I wish she was joking. There's been times we've been into, like, the bar, and, like, we're here as a group club to, to enjoy our time together as a friend group. You look around. Where's Alex at? Hey, you guys hear about a podcast? I'm like, yo, what the fuck? How did... He's gone. He's already in Alex's mode. I'm like, all right, bro, dude. Do your thing. It's man. good. Like, it's so. not bad, yeah. though. Like, see, me, I'm the type of person that, like, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. I don't mind that, like, because I know... That when you push yourself into that type of situation, odds are you're going to get some sort of benefit out of it. That's just the way it is. I've always looked at it, reading like books and whatnot. You know, a, a book that I don't know if you guys have ever read, but it was always something that I was super curious is it's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence Others by Dale Carnegie. That's been around it's for actually, a long time. It's been around forever, actually. I don't know if you know who Charles Manson is. Yeah, Charles Manson actually read. I'm pretty sure. Charles Manson read that book, and that's how he was able to manipulate people to kill people. Like it's kind of crazy. I mean, like, (laughs) granted, the book does teach you how to manipulate people, but obviously, like, people do it in different ways. Like, it's more like a positivity type thing manipulation of our but viewers start killing people it's all you this is yeah, all this is all it, it I is swear, i'm not taking <laughs> the downfall bro. i had a really good time reading that book 
I had a really good time reading that book because it's like a like an active book. Like you write notes in it, you like highlight and stuff like that. And then like basically as you read like the book, like the exercises of the book, it actually has you like go out and do these as you're reading the book. So you're learning how to communicate and network with people basically. So it's definitely a book to check out if you haven't checked it out. Um but uh yeah, networking I would say is probably the most greatest thing on this earth. Like there is no other better way. Yeah, cuz in <laughs> terms of like books is that normally how is that how that goes for like real estate? Like as you guys after the whole educational part is done and like you guys get your what what do you call it? Certification or something yeah, for your real license. estate? Yeah, like is it mainly just taught through books and like just who you encounter like how do you like continue okay a lot of it like my broker taught me a lot of stuff but really like if you're going to be a real estate agent you have to look at everybody as a potential client that lady in the grocery store the person you're driving next to like road rage doesn't exist anymore because i don't know if like i'm gonna pull up to an appointment i'm like oh yeah you're the guy that i tried to veer off the road because you almost hit me yeah no so you everybody like i was at the club because i like to dance i like to go partying like that's never you know a problem i don't feel like it doesn't interfere with my work and i feel like some people are like oh you can't have you know, like a real, you can't show your social life if you're like, uh, you know, in like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a business. I yeah, feel like that's a disconnect though. Cause that doesn't that's make you, it doesn't, there's no human relation. Yeah, like you're you, a robot. Yeah, you're exactly. Robot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, actually some of the clients I've met, the one I'm working with that I'm going to show houses to tomorrow, I met at the club. Oh, Me and him were just having a conversation and I forget, like he was like, oh, so like, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm a real estate agent. He's like, no way. I want to buy a house. And I was like, no shit. This is really cool <laughs> how this, this just happened. Yeah. And yeah, no, now we're going and looking at houses tomorrow and hopefully getting them, hopefully getting them closed in a month. Oh, and so it's like, you never know. And it really is. Like I network everywhere I go. Like I have shirts that'll have like, <laughs> I have one that says house music and selling houses. I'm and it's dead. got my phone number on it. So when I go to <laughs> It's the perfect club, though. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's convenient. Man. It's like, oh shit, get me that girl right there. I need her. Yeah. I'm trying to sell a house. Like, exactly. Right, yeah. You know, because like, it's like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be dancing. I'm going to be having a good time. You know, people come up and like, you know, everyone's super friendly in Detroit, you know, at, right. especially at like house shows and stuff like that. Like, Charavari is like, I absolutely mm-hmm. love Charavari. I've been there like, I think like seven years in a row. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, been so five, good. Jeez. So. Wow. Chef's kiss. Oh my God. It's yeah. so good. Oh, it is yeah. especially the crazy part is about Charivari is being there on Molly. <laughs> so like I was My the type gosh. of kid because back in the day, you know, I was a party child and Yesterday. I really loved to <laughs> experience. <laughs> You know, I haven't done hard drugs in a long time. I it's, just mean, like, you make it sound, you're so old, bro. You're just, you're just there. Fucking like, old, bro. I'm 25. Yeah. I'm fucking halfway yeah, my to 30. Gosh. I can get I'm you some ARP. I get you some, some big game. Yes, I'm feeling Senior it, discounts. dude. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, I really do fuck with those music festivals. It, 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 it's definitely... Uh, it, it's like, I feel like it's a form of like, just like really just like showing who you are. If you really look at it. I mean, and the people are super cool. Uh, granted, you know, a lot of the times I'm not a hundred percent remembering what's going on. Cause you know, I, I wonder was, why, yeah. like, you know, on Molly rocks and shit. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. You know, you yeah. like scrape it into the pill capsule oh and <laughs> take Gosh, that boy damn. down and guess okay. what? <laughs> Jeez. You're feeling yeah. amazing for My like gosh. probably six or seven hours. You feel like it's very, uh, euphoric, I you know, like it's yeah. like almost like, all the vibrations coming from like the speakers, like it, it's just uh, very euphoric. Uh, you do feel very sexual as well too. Like it's just like everything you touch is like just ten times better. Like 
It's like, ooh, ooh. Or like you got the like vibrations of the speakers like hitting your body and you're like, ah, oh, like this feels so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't go to like, I, I think I've only been to one house concert. And I think it was because of, yeah, Alyssa. I think she just took me to like, oh, yeah. to like my first one and I'm like, oh, okay, this is different. This yeah. is, this is a vibe. Like, okay. But yeah. So it's, um, there's definitely nothing. I don't think I've been to one since, not because I didn't like it, but just, just not. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't like. I didn't seek out for it, but I didn't encounter any like in my travels neither. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the music industry in general, and you, I know you're like a big into music and hooping oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Do you come across a lot of other uh, fellow real estate like uh, people in there, or you kind of feel like you've been the only one so far? And you're. Uh, I've I've met niche? a few. I've met a couple of them just in like passing comments because, like I said, everybody's a client. So if I'm talking to right. someone for a decent amount of time. I try to like slowly kind of sneak it in there some way without being like obvious or trying to be like, so anyway, I'm done with what we're talking about. I just want you to know I sell houses. Yeah. You know, it'll be like, <laughs> right. yeah. they'll be like, oh, I live in this area. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Like I actually showed some houses over there earlier this week for work. And then, you know, slide in that way. And I had one guy that was like, are you a real estate agent? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, me too. We actually ended up oh, having shit. the same birthday. Oh, it was creepy. Wow. I was unnerved. I was yeah. like, well, you know, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, well, there can only be one May 5th tourist Jeez. realtor in this Just strikes. Just only yep. room for one of us. But yeah, no, I've met a few of them. Um, Alexis is actually, she goes to shows and stuff like that. Like, we're going to a festival, not together, but we're going to the same festival later this summer. But yeah, no, it's really, it is, it's really funny how... You know, you would see somebody and you would never think like, oh, yeah, that person definitely has like a super professional job. Like they deal with like big money. And that's the only thing I came across in real estate. It's never been I can I can usually lock down most people into like most professions in terms of like personalities and whatever else. But I feel like real estate, it just gets everybody like there's no specific personality type that goes it just has the core things of just you know that uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable and the whole social friendliness. But outside of that, like just the other qualities is like it can you can either be a chef before this or you yes. could have been a professional bowler and it's like all right i'm a, I'm a real estate agent now it's like all right yeah, yeah no so, it is because that's the thing is it's like you can literally just get into real estate it does it's not like you can just get into it and it's super easy but like you can go get your license whenever you want take the class pass the test and now you have a license in real estate so like you can literally come from any background you it does not matter obviously it helps if you have one where you're like a sociable person but yeah no it's i mean it, it is it's just like i meant it's just insane how many people are actually real estate agents and just like you wouldn't expect it because i've met a few of them where i was like yeah i didn't see that coming is it like uh so like for real estate like in terms of of goals wise obviously with money and all that but like for like most people is like what's the main objective is it to like open your own real estate like what brokerage area or is it just the firm okay no it'd be like a brokerage a brokerage firm okay um, I feel like that's a lot of people's goals. Um, some people are just in it to just be an agent and just have like, you know, get to a point where they're having mailbox money where they've saved up. They, you know, have all these properties. They don't have to work. You know, I feel like everybody has a different goal. But obviously, for most people, the goal is to be financially free, you know, and being able to because that's the thing is a lot of people, you know, most jobs you work. Okay, you know, you, oh, I can't take that day off. It's a, it's a Thursday. We're going to be short. Like, I can't. Or, oh, I, I requested that time off, but it got denied. With real estate, sometimes it's difficult to, like, you know, between clients and stuff. But, like, if I needed tomorrow off, like, I, something happened and I needed tomorrow off, I would just call one of my agents and be like, yo, can you please cover this for me? Go show this dude four houses. Can you do that for me? Right. Sure. Done. Like, nobody's mad at me. That's not a mark on anything, you know. And so I think that's another reason why a lot of, that's why I did it, because I worked in the restaurant. Yeah, because I like going out, I like going to shows, I like having fun, and I hated that I had to work Friday, Saturday, every every weekend, I never got to go have Jeez. fun. Jeez, oh yeah, that gets old. Yeah, 
yeah, it got uh, real yeah. cool real fast. It's, I always found that interesting in terms of like the whole regular nine to five workplace, right? It's like you, I'm working there. I'm not working there by myself. There's other employees too. I'm putting in most of my time here. I think like the average person spends most time at work compared to at home anyways. So it's like I give you most of, basically most of my life, depending on how long you're there for. And I have to ask permission for when I take yes. a day off. Like that's, that should be a given right off top. That should yeah. just me letting you know. And then you come up with a way I'm, you yes. figuring that out. Like I it shouldn't should have to ask. Be, yeah. I'm letting you know that I'm not going to be here. Exactly. Right. This is asking. not a permission thing. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There was like one time when I was working at a restaurant where I was going to California. I had tickets bought, plane tickets bought, car paid for, you know, hotel paid for. And I put in my time request two months early and she's like, oh, that's Father's Day weekend. You can't, I can't give that to you off. And I was like, I'm not going to be here. She was like, yeah, you are. I'm like, I'm literally not coming in. You will not see me. I will be in California. And we had to like argue about it for a minute. And I was like, who do you think is going to win this argument? Like, there's many serving jobs out there. I'll leave. I don't care. That's like, why I'm I understand. Like, yeah, because it's like, it's not a me. I mean, I get what they're saying in terms of them needing someone or needing need as much help there as possible for a time like that. But it's like, not, not to problem. be a dick, but yeah, it's yeah, not it's my not. problem. Like, this is your business. Not like, you chair, you signed up for it when you went into this industry. So, you know off mm-hmm. top, like, all right, we're going to have these busy days. So, I should have enough employees off top to counteract or whatever I need to counteract what's yeah. ever going to happen. Like, it's not my fault you're understaffed. Right. It's your fault because you weren't prepared for people to need a day off. Right. That's not my problem. It's like the accountability factor is not there. And I feel like when you're in, like, things like real estate or more, like, open freedom type uh profession even with you because i know you do a lot of site work alex for electrician work like you gotta that accountability factor has got to be there in terms of like all right if i'm not gonna be there like i gotta be okay with the consequences of me not being there but like i'm okay as long as you're okay with it and you know you can bounce back from it like that shouldn't be an issue and it's like the coolest part about doing your own work is you could do it on your own fucking time right exactly that's the best part like see what i like about it is because like i actually really do enjoy being an electrician like I say it all the time. I oh, yeah. I you know. fucking they love know. it. It's cool. You know, I mean, I get to, like, <laughs> basically, you know, there's a, every electrician you'll see, they'll tell you they're the best electrician you've ever seen. I mean, it's the way it is. They're, they are very egotistic, but they're, you know, when you're very prideful of your work and you know you do good work, I mean, you can kind of back it up. So it's like there's a difference. But what's cool in the aspect of doing your own work is being able to, uh, you, you actually learn the most from doing your own work because you have to troubleshoot. Well, we get right. it. We both, you guys both love what you do. We get that. Uh, but I mean, in terms what, of, boy, yeah. When it comes yeah. with, and yeah, the, yeah. the craziest part is, it's yeah. not even the money aspect. What well, shouldn't be. What makes yeah. it different is it's like when you enjoy doing it, the money seems to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people don't like what they're doing. You know, they're at it's their, you know, desk job, jerking their dick or whatever it is. Just miserable like as fuck. Middle of the Just office. like mis- <coughs> miserable as fuck, playing with their thumbs. You know, like, oh, why did I do this? I'm in an office job. Like, well, that's what you chose to do. <clears throat> Me, I'm up around, like, in those offices, up on a ladder, up in the ceiling, kind of just like. <laughs> well, it comes. It's also. Kinda, They're miserable. <laughs> that's I'm terrifying. Not. <laughs> well, now people are going to be like, what the fuck? They're probably looking up all the time in the ceiling. Like, There's probably a little Alex up there is fucking chilling. But, like, yeah, I think. Uh, that's important, though, because you take the time to, like, you guys both taking the time, it seems like, to, like, know yourselves very well in terms of, like, you, you know what qualities, what you, yeah. what about yourself, too? Because you, there's a lot of knowledgeable people that don't know what to do with, and they're in some, you know, jack, whatever profession, and they're like, oh, shit, well, you know, it's making me money, and it has no correlation to who you are. You're just doing it for the money value. But I feel like when you take the time to be knowledgeable about yourself, 
you know, like, all right, like I know what I want to head towards because it correlates with me and I know I can be the best version of this. And doing that, a byproduct of that is I'm getting all this money now, which is pretty right. great. Which is great. But uh, if you guys weren't doing that, what do you guys feel like you would be at right now? Like in terms Man, of... Man, dude, yeah. honestly... Yeah. I already talked about this on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he told me, actually, if I went back, uh, so um, I actually said if I went back, I'd become a porn star. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why he I'd was become serious. a porn star, he one, is because of I thought he was the traveling. Was, yeah. You know, I'd be in all these different places, meeting a bunch of different people, and just <laughs> yeah, expressing you, myself and enjoying I, you myself. You know yourself, though, hey. You know, hey, I mean, like, you, you see a lot of, yeah. like, people out here, like, uh, Riley Reed or, like, Mia Khalifa, like, you know what I mean? And granted, like, they're out of the business now, but they've enjoyed themselves. But they you have. Yeah. They've been able yeah. to travel, meet new people. And, you know, you actually find it really funny, but, like, Porn stars are actually very clean people. Like, people they think they're super dirty because, like, they're having all these encounters with people, but, like, they actually have, like, a routine after they're done each one of their encounters, which I can respect. I mean, granted, yeah, the business probably has a little bit of corruption in it. What, I mean, pretty much every industry has corruption in it if you really look at it. But, I mean, you just got to be able to. I guess pick your battles that you want to face. Um, but yeah, if I were to redo it over, I'd definitely be a porn star for sure. Jeez. <laughs> I like how knowledgeable you were I, on that. Like he, that wasn't a joke. Like I was shocked too when he brought it up last time. I thought he was joking. And he was like, he went off on it. I'm like, he oh, had he's statistics. Yeah, he like had he's, information. Yeah, like he sat at home and thought about it. He's like, yeah, this is my dream. This is yeah, this like, is this my is backup dream. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's waiting. Like each time it's like boss goes off on him. Like, give me. Give me, I'm gonna be, become a porn star next day. Freaking, don't pay me on time. Like, try me Done. one more time. Yep. This dick's coming out. He's no questions flopping, asked. Flopping. No questions. Yep. So anyway, his OnlyFans link is gonna be at the bottom of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get a, a 50% deal if you uh, listen to the first 20 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be dead. He probably would do that too. Oh, I can absolutely. imagine. I can imagine. Stop. That's so. But funny. <laughs> what about you? What was you gonna? I don't know, because like the real estate thing was supposed to always be like my backup plan, and now it is my real plan. So, I guess my backup plan would probably just be like going back to doing like, okay, the dream. If I wasn't doing real estate, would be like a DJ, like learn how to DJ. Like I kind of know how, but like to be like a really cool ass DJ, and then just make money like DJ in private parties and stuff like that. So yeah. So like music's like kind of it's kind of led you like this whole I guess music and social socialization. Yeah, no, I mean, getting into, like, the electronic scene um, really changed my life. I've met so many people that I am so genuinely happy to know. And if it weren't for going to that one specific show and standing in that one specific spot, I would have never have met them. Like, some of the best friends I have right now are because of that scene. So, yeah, music is means everything to me. It's really a big, big thing in my life. Because I know you mentioned uh, hooping earlier. Is that... I'm guessing it's they go hand in hand. Like, I'm guessing that's what got you into that. But, like, who did you, did you, like, just see someone there? It's like, you know what, I want to try that. Or did someone, like, take your hand and just guide you into hooping? Like, how'd that work? Literally, I went to a show. These two girls, we ran into each other. And we were just dancing. And she's like, I like you. I'm going to adopt you. She is now one of my best friends. And she taught me how to hoop, her and her friend. Their names are Annabelle and Elena. They're, like, two of my favorite people. But, yeah, I just met them at a show completely on a whim. One random Thursday at the Magic Stick. And they were like, yeah, we hoop. And I was like, oh, that's always cool. Like, I've always wanted to learn how to do that. Like, I have one. I don't really play with it. And they did. They've taught me all this. And I've gotten so good in, like, a year. Like, And I have friends that spin fire and, like, do all sorts. Yeah, that's on the list for this year. We'll see. I, I'm not, yeah, that's why you guys try to, you I, can't even twirl, I can't even twirl a hoop around my fucking torso. Yeah. 
You know, like for Can me, that's hard. Like we actually have. <laughs> there's a girl from our school, actually from PSEP. She's actually a professional hooper. Um, I remember her name's like Kylie or something like that. I would have to a hundred percent get back to you guys on that, but I know I've seen like her videos and whatnot. She's actually a professional hooper, which I didn't even know that's like a professional thing. Like I was like, damn, holy shit! Like, you can actually you fucking make money doing this. Like that's fucking lit. Like How I wish I could work? do that. Like do shows and they pay your. I mean, to, uh, yeah, you probably okay. do like shows in front of people and shit, and people come to pay to see you or whatever. Like me, I didn't get into that. I mean, I can't, like, I don't have, I feel like, the coordination to really do that that well. So, like, obviously props to the people who can. So that is pretty fucking cool that you can do that. Like, I would like to say, in my fair defense, I can also not twirl it around my torso. I can't, I cannot normally hula hoop, but I can do all these other crazy tricks. Like, I can flip it around my body. I can... I can do all sorts of stuff with it, but I cannot do, like, the basic hula hoop. I've never been able to. You girls always been a little thicker than most, so yeah, the hula hoop doesn't really agree with my, my hips. So, oh, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, no, I can do all those sorts of stuff. So I can teach you how. Hey, I got plenty hey, of hoops. Yeah. As fuck, yeah. if I, you could teach me how to hoop. You can have a whole, yeah. like, following the, I could be, the bald hooper. Yeah, the bald, yeah, the, the, the bald hooper. hooper. Oh, yeah. there you go, yeah. yeah Only dude, fans I could make it, it could be almost like a, yeah, it could be like a porno gang, dude. It's like, all like, there. We go could back pay into me it. To hoop <laughs> yeah. naked, dude. Twirl it around on the dick. Oh, dang. that's a wild. That's a. You know, I would actually pay for an OnlyFans if that was the case. If somebody was putting I just, in that just much out for work. the coordination of just yeah. the, the curiosity alone, I'm like, all right, like, like what I do you just mean? yeah, like, it's just so it's, yeah, exactly. You've piqued my interest. Yeah, I'll pay. I mean, yeah, it's intriguing. Like, all different types out here. Like, I, I mean, you, you know see that, some of those people who there's like food porn. Like, you ever seen, like, people, like, actually get off on people who, like, eat food? Like, it's actually kind of crazy, dude. I actually did not think of that. Like, because they have, like, you know, if you've ever watched that show, like, My Strange Addiction or whatever the hell it's called, it's, like, My Strange Addiction. And, like, yeah, this one person, they had an addiction to, like, food porn. Like, basically, like, watching people, like, eat food, like, would get them off. Like, these, like, big people, like, just stuffing their face with food and, like people get off on that like there's some fucking weird ass people in this world but i mean like i feel like all these weird people is like what kind of like creates society because everybody's got their own niches and i mean i guess you i, I would consider that more of a fetish yeah it's not a niche you, uh, a you know <laughs> like like people yeah. eating food and you get off on that but i mean hey to each their own yeah. um that's what my grandmother used to say too she's like it uh, takes all types to make the world go around and i'll be like eh, it does maybe you can and do i it agree with your people. grandma but yeah what a what a yeah. wise lady yeah you know damn yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, I, I'm telling you, all the old people, man, them fuckers are wise. I mean, to get to it's that ridiculous. age in general, like, I'll, I mean, you can shit, get I hope dumb. I get to like, 70 uh, and I fucking, my grandkids come up to me. I just hope I'm like, you know, pop up with the bread. You know, just here, here's some cheese, young one. You know, like, here's this. What kind of questions you got? You know, just kind of like know everything I know, getting up to that point. And just kind of like share that knowledge yeah, with them. One of the grandkids are going to pop up and be like, I found this thing called OnlyFans, like in the back of your, I don't know, is that a thing? It's like, oh, you found that back in my younger days when uh, I was more adventuresome back then. <laughs> just don't look at, don't tell your mother that you found it's, it's I'm going to need you to just, yeah, men in black pin it. Just, yeah. I'm going to need you to forget this right quick. Here's five bucks. Don't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be all bitcoins or whatever by then. Yeah, so, yeah. Let me just like toss you a coin. Yeah, yeah. be fine. All the day, all exactly. well. No one needs to know. Hell yeah.
for sure well yeah it's been a dope episode guys this has been super informative hell yeah for sure so i guess uh, in terms of anyone uh looking to go into the real estate market wrapping it up and like two sentences or whatever like what's uh any type of advice you can give them to like not just get in i guess get into it but also like propel their career forward so they're not staying stagnant the whole time as, okay maybe not two <laughs> sentences but i like as as just to the short. point as yeah possible. yeah yeah um just for all the fiends out there that want to be dicks and skip to the end yeah that's what's anything yeah um you have to be confident within yourself and your abilities to talk to people that's gonna be if you can't talk to people you're never gonna succeed in this career you have to be a people person um, you have to keep a positive mindset. You really have to go. If it's out of my control, it's out of my mind. Like if your client's not texting you back, leave it alone because you'll stress yourself out. You're going to make yourself sick and you're going to stress yourself out for no reason. you got to find a good brokerage with a good team and people that are actually going to be there and support you and not just be your coworkers. You need to be on a team. And definitely be prepared to spend money to make money. I never understood what that meant until I started spending a lot of money to make some money. And I was like, ooh, that hurts. But like, <laughs> if it's, yeah. you know, what goes around comes around. But yeah, no, just be as th- authentic you as possible. Try not to be a robot. Um, and just be you. Make your brand who you are, but you're also an agent. Don't just turn yourself into... Some people do just turn themselves into a realtor if that's what you want to do. Totally cool. Personally, I don't want to be that. I want to be my person. And then my job is I'm a real estate agent. I'm not just my entire being is being a real estate agent. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, not to bring it off topic, but I know like California, I heard in some areas like San Francisco and others, they have a whole identity crisis problem where uh, a lot of their uh, interactions, like their whole job or career is like their being like that's how they if they don't have a job or whatever, like they don't go out and talk to anyone. They don't feel like they fit into society. Like they have to have a natural thriving career and that's what leads in the interaction so it's just i think it's important yeah to have that separation between like all right i'm a person who does this instead of i'm this so it's just and this is yeah, all i am exactly exactly yeah. so a lot of people do that and it is it's like you know good for you if that's what you want to do totally cool but that's just i feel like that just takes away the authenticity like i've had people that i've messaged on facebook and been like hey you know i'm an agent da, 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 da. and they're like yeah you know i saw you were an agent i was skeptical about even adding you but i scrolled through your page and saw that you posted this and i thought it was funny i was like oh you're a real person and i'm like yes thank you that's what i'm going for i want to you know be real about my job and who i actually am i'm not going to be all sunshine and rainbows you know yeah it's that human connection exactly yeah hell yeah well, dope, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had yeah. fun. Anytime. Yeah, you're welcome on here whenever. We have like re- repeat guests too sometimes. So, yeah, whenever cool. you want to. Hell Let yeah. me uh, become like a really crazy hooper and like close like 25 more deals. Oh, and then we'll damn. come back and we'll do like a, we'll do a report back and be like, okay, okay yeah, so everything I said. I don't agree with anymore. We're gonna change that. <laughs> As, uh, we're gonna go for something different now. <laughs> so you guys can't see, but uh, the Lamborghini that I have out front back now—that's yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's hoops right in the now, back. Yeah, yeah, right now I'm driving a Camry, but that's okay because then in six months we're gonna have um, a gold hoop, and yeah. we're gonna be driving um, I don't know, like one of those expensive. T- I don't know anything about cars. I can't even come up with one that's expensive other than a Lambo. <laughs> I feel that they're all expensive now. So yeah, that's like, what I'm it's, yeah it's a like, trash market. It's so. trash. It's trash. Hell yeah! And uh, thank you, CT Squad, for joining us on another episode of Couch Talks. As per usual, uh, if you don't know already, we're here every other Friday. Till then, guys, you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, if not your work week. And uh, peace. Peace.